Yes, hello everybody, welcome along to this episode of Tommy G Talks, and this is part of the Tea with Tommy G series. Now, of course, I could sit there and drink tea on my own, but that wouldn't be any fun, would it? So today, I have a special guest with me. This is Kate from Wessex Spirits, who also runs the Gin Palace in Andover, the town that we both live in and both work in, run businesses in. So today's conversation is very much gonna be about gin. It's gonna be about your story. It's gonna be about how you've transformed challenge into confidence time and time again. So if you're watching and listening and you wanna get deeper into things that can help you transform your challenges into confidence, real life stories. So without further ado, let's get stuck in some quick fire questions. Good, um, must say, get, can we get the kettle going? before we get into yeah, these quick fire questions. you don't want me too long, you really don't. Yeah, Kettle on, are we good? It's on. Right, so we're gonna roll with those quick fire questions. Right. Okay, Ready. so first of all, what's your name? My name's Kate. What do you do? I make gin. Um, what do you love about what you do? Um, making stuff, actually, making stuff that people enjoy. Okay, what do you um, wish was different about what you do? I would like more time in the world. Nice, okay. Um, biggest challenge that you've overcome? Um, having more time in the world. Okay. You, that you've overcome? Oh, no. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> um, oh, I can't be quick on this one. That's really hard. Biggest challenge I've overcome. Um, I'm still here. I haven't given up. I haven't given up. Love that. Um, what is your pet hate? Um, bad gin. Badging? Bad gin. Oh, bad gin. Badging. 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 I can't stand badges. Hey, <laughs> bad gin. Bad like gin. Okay, yes. cool. Biggest, um, best quality in people? Uh, kindness. Worst quality in people? Um, meanness, is that a word? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, best thing to do with spare time? Um, be with people you love. If you've changed one thing about the world, what would you change? Uh, more kindness. And <laughs> it's a bit of a theme here. <laughs> and what about in terms of local community? What's um, the best thing about local oh, community? Oh, it's a really good local community, really supportive, and I love that. Cool, okay. Well, we'll dive into that too, because this is about you. It's about what you do. It's about helping um, other people that might be listening or watching this take inspiration from your story. And it's also focusing a little bit on our local community as well. Because we're both here in Andover where uh, we both work and live, operate businesses. Um, and so we thought, why not get together and have a bit of a chat on the podcast? So, tea's ready. Yay. We've got today, lemon and ginger. Now, because we're looking for um, potential sponsors to help us with our tea game, we're currently um, using supermarket Audi lemon and ginger tea, and the kettle as well. We have an opening for that if you want to sponsor our kettle. Um, so we're on lemon and ginger, so we'll, we'll grab the drinks now, we'll get the tea in, and then we'll dive a little, a little bit into your story. Ooh. Oh, look at that, thank nice. you. I was gonna try and add some more so it had a little bit of steam. Yeah. Oh. Visuals, yeah. more visuals. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Different kind of cheers that usually happens in this room. Yeah, we usually serve our cocktails in this It would usually be gin little cups, and gin tasting. We, we had one of those the other day. For professional purposes only. Absolutely, market research, client research. Mm -hmm. um, so when we did the gin tasting with you, you were talking about your story. Yep. I'd love for you to be able to share that now. So you, right now you are here, you make your own gin. Yes, on site right here in the gym On palace. site right here in the gin palace in Andover, you, have people coming in a few times a week in the evenings having a great time uh, in the bar in the gym palace bar yep but how did you get here well yeah well i used to be a teacher um so i drank a lot of gin um then i had children and drank even more gin um 
not going to call it social services, are you? Um, <laughs> and uh, so the leap to making gin wasn't too huge for me. Okay. Um, it's a relatively uh, quick production time, so it means you can you can make it and get it on the shelves. So there's not it's not like whiskey that have to wait around for years and years and years. You can just get on with it. Um, so when you gave this um, story to us, yeah, and you're doing now, you said about you know being a teacher used to drink gin, mm. parent drink gin. What happened the minute before you thought I'm going to make my own? Like, how did you come to that point where you thought, oh, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and make my own? Um, I think I had nothing to lose. Okay. Um, I'd given up my job already okay. um, for various reasons. Um, so I had nothing to lose. I was just going to give it a go. Um, I had planned to go back to teaching when my youngest went to school. So I thought I'd just, you know, a couple of years. Give it a go. How old were your kids then? Um, Alice was two, I think, and two, three, four, five. Thomas was five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're little. So two young kids is, is hard. Yeah. You know, similar age gap to mine. It's difficult when you're at home, you, you, you got like two kids, the end, like nothing else to think about, nothing yeah. else to do. Um, but then you thought, well, I'm going to try and make some gin. Yeah. How? Well, I had to do something. Okay. <laughs> And How come? Just to make money. I had fun. to do something to make some yes. money. Um, but I couldn't. It, teaching was impossible because you know the needs that my children had at that time meant that it would have been impossible for me to, to teach to have a, a nine to five job. I needed uh, flexibility, and you can only have that if you work for yourself. Yeah. Or I, I couldn't find it anywhere else. Okay. So that's sort of the the boring side, I suppose, the practical Well, side. I mean, I think it's easy to say that, that for you that's the boring side. But I think for other people that might be in that similar situation, something really interesting about what you said is that you took control of it and you, you had to do something on your own mm. versus going and finding a job. Yeah. And I think, like, that's easy to say when you've already done it, but it can be quite scary. Yeah, I suppose it is terrifying, but I had that feeling that I didn't have anything to lose, which really oh. helped for me. I didn't have to give up my job and do this. I made that decision already that I couldn't do teaching anymore. Okay. So I, you know, had nothing to lose. Sure. Um, and I started off at my granddad's house, so I didn't have any, you know, commercial rent or anything like that. Um, startup costs were really low for me. Um, and I honestly thought I'll, I'll sell a few bottles of gin and go back to teaching. That, so it was kind of a short term. Originally, the plan was yeah. a short term sort of stopgap. Yeah. yeah. I was going to make the Test Valley gin, then go back to teaching. Yeah. At what point did you think that ain't going to happen? I think it was a really slow process. I do remember the day when I threw out all my teaching stuff. Okay. And it was years. Wow. It was years. It was like a burn the boats moment. Yeah. yeah. Although I still have my A level teaching notes, so I couldn't throw them away. <laughs> I spent too many hours on them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was years down the line when I finally thought. Can't do. I can't go back now. That's it. So you've been doing it for a few years, yeah. making, making the gin. So yeah. rewind a little bit before that. Can you remember your first customer? Yes, it was Wine Utopia in Stockbridge. Okay. So I did my launch party at the Greyhound in Stockbridge. They were incredibly supportive, um, and that's what I found since the start of my journey. I could not believe, blown away by the support. Yeah. Well, everyone sort of got behind me and just was like a cheerleader, and it. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. I still can't. Okay, and so when that first order came in, 
from a from a shop from a retail. Yeah, it was the day after my launch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, I mean, how did that feel? Um, I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't really believe it. Yeah. I I I'm not great. I have quite a lot of self doubt. So I was like, oh well, they're just being nice. Okay. It'll be one order, and then that'll be it. Was it? No. No. They still order from me. <laughs> they still order so. now. Yeah. And that's an, again like another really. I think when when you're doing your own thing, you can brush over these things really quickly. Like yes. That first Definitely. customer. Like I can remember my my first like, I remember my first client as a personal trainer and and I didn't I thought I was the bee's knees like I, I just qualified I went to New Zealand I thought right here I am all the clients are gonna come running you know it's gonna be easy and days and days went by no clients no clients and then the gym starts saying listen you've got to pay some rent yeah <laughs> um, and then my my flatmate was saying listen you've got you've got to pay some rent and then I needed to eat because I didn't know how to do that I was. Really inadequate as a man. I was only 19. I was more of a boy, really. Um, probably still am. But needed to learn how to cook rice, didn't know any of that. But then this guy said, um, oh, "I'm interested," and he paid paid for 10 sessions up front. And I remember at the time going, "Wow, okay. There's the rent. Mm -hmm. There's the flat. There's the food. I'm, I'm safe for a bit. You know, there's a bit of breathing space." You know, so that first customer, that first client, I think is really, really, so I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll never forget that either. So after that one, what happened? Did more and more of the same come in or did you find it was difficult at any point in between kind of then and say three or four years after? I'd say it's been difficult every single day. Okay, it's what is the most difficult part about um, that? Keeping going. Okay. Um, getting more, yeah, just, Getting the next customer, the next customer is it's tough, but I still get a buzz when I see it on the shelf in the shop. I'm like, oh, I made that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Must and, be and nice if I see people buying it, I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. someone's <laughs> wow. Do you ever go up and say you should definitely buy two of those? Um, all my <laughs> friends do that. All my friends, so they go to every pub anywhere and order Test Valley gin, even if they're up in Scotland. Nice. So like, no, nice. you really should have some. So you got customers out, out all over the place. Um. Direct customers, people who order online, yes. Right, online, yes. Yeah. So they, they order online, which anybody can do, and they will get the gin shipped to them. Yeah, yeah. with love. Absolutely. So how many, and I know the answer, but for people listening and watching, how many like flagship bottles of gin have you got around? Um, I have three, am I getting this right? Three of my main brands, three of my own brands. Sure. Um, I did, you did used to have more, but I kind of cut back in COVID. Sure. Um, so I've got my Test Valley Gin, which was my baby when I started with, um, Spire Gin, which came next, and then Solstice Gin, which is my two seasonal gin. You got them. They're oh, there. They're the right Chuck them on the table. Oh, so there it's a bit early in the day to crack them open. Never, ever too early in my world. No okay. judgment here. I always say that to people. I make gin for a living. No judgment. So Test Valley Gin, Spire Gin. And then the Solstice. Gin. The sources, gin. So when you when you look at these now, because you you see these every day, yeah. And can we see? Can we still see you? That's the question. <laughs> you see these every day. Um, you get used to it. Yeah. Do you ever just look at them and think, shit, like I made them? I do have the old moments. So mainly because I've got the amazing Vicky working with me yes. now. Yes. Um, shout out to Vicky. Shout out to My bar manager and general sanity keeper and everything else doer. Um, she'll organise the production room, I'm not very organised, um, and she'll line everything up on the shelves. Um, and also when the one does Pauline, my label sticker, she's amazing, um, 
lines them all up and when they're all done beautifully and there's a big batch of them all stood there then I'm like oh they're so pretty <laughs> yeah. and I get the the moment or like I said when I'm in a shop and I see them yeah it's pretty cool how, how many bottles do you go through say a week here yeah like so I should know this um but numbers are not you know, roughly roughly a week it depends it completely it depends, depends quite a bit yeah I, would imagine. I, I reckon it's about 250 litres a month. Wow, okay. So 250 litres a month roughly is what's happening now. Yeah. And when you started, you started on zero. Yeah. Zero litres. Um, let's go back to that process of like from, because you're doing it here in the gym palace, you've got mm. people coming in having, having special times, like parties, birthdays, spending their, their spare time, their stressful lives to come and deload here yeah. with their friends and enjoy a good time. You've created that. Yeah. You've created that, that's, that's possible because of you. Now let's go back to how you came into this place. You mentioned before that you started out, I think you said you started out at your granddad's house. Yeah. So then what happened from there to here? So Gramps had an annex in his garden with a teeny tiny kitchen and that's where I started. Um, I lasted about a year there because poor Gramps, when I asked him if I could use his space, he used to suck it yeah. I don't, he don't think he really realised what was happening. But then the pallet loads of bottles would arrive, HMRC would come for their inspections, the council would inspect. And my poor granddad was like, what, what's going on? And so anyway, I left him in peace after a year. I, I spent a year at my granddad's house and then I moved into Andover, a little commercial premises, pretty central, but just outside the centre of Andover. Yep. My sign's still on the wall. Yep. <laughs> um, and for me, it felt massive. So I put the uh, dividing wall in, had production out the back, and then I had a little teeny tiny tasting room, pretty much the size of this room, actually. These, this is everything from the tasting room. And I discovered that I loved having people in to come and do gin tastings, and, and they seemed to really enjoy it, which I still, well, okay, me rambling on, but they seemed to like it. Um, so yeah, so that's where I was. Then um, I think I spent a few years there. Then it started getting too small okay. at the back. I like that. I had boxes everywhere. I couldn't turn the heating on because I had paper boxes all over everywhere and, and I, I needed to find more space. Um, and COVID happened. Um, and then almost as if it was meant to be, well, not meant to be because poor Gramps isn't with us anymore, but. He, he left me a bit of money and um, because of that this beautiful 17th century coaching inn came up for sale yep. literally at the point where I decided I'm gonna have to I need some more space yeah um, and yeah put a sealed bid in I was like oh well I've just got to try because if I don't try it I'll be really annoyed so put in literally all I could afford put it in and I got it and I was like <laughs> just bought a pub. <laughs> now what do I do? The place is huge. Yeah. Um, but it was almost like it was meant to be. It's like the full circle started at Gramps' house and because of him, um, I'm here. And my parents, obviously, as well. Um, and I'm here and it's amazing. And, um, and because I've done a lot of work with other local businesses, I knew exactly who I should ask to share the space with me. And sure. Then it was obviously it was Tim and the Andover Tap because yep. we've worked together before, we share the same business values, we rub along all right, or at least I think so, I don't know what Tim would say. But um yeah, so that was that was the answer. And it's been so nice because I'm not by myself anymore. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting place because you have got the different kind of areas. Yeah. And I think it's really resourceful and I think it's a, a great credit to the way that you've thought about what you want here because it's very community based and it yeah. feels very much like there's different people serving different people. Yeah. You know, yet they're all mostly living here in the local community yeah. in, in Andover. And I think it's a massive credit to you as a business person, as a entrepreneur or someone who has a vision of how to make something possible and involve others. Mm. You know, I can totally relate to that. And very similar story with me with the gym, which started in 2012. My granddad also helped me. He was helping me um, whilst unwell and he never got to see it, but he'd written me a little check for an amount of money, small amount of money, but a significant amount of money to help me. Um, and then when he passed away, he left me a little bit more than that. And it was like, he, he was a hero to me because he knew he had some more money, but he wasn't gonna just give me it. And like, yeah. there's so many little tiny lessons, and I'm sure you're the same, that you unravel after someone passes away and you're like, that's why you did that. Mm. I understand that now. And as you get older and wiser, you start to kind of relate to some of the decisions and the wisdom mm. that was passed down. And and then having that big building like you, obviously I didn't, I didn't buy it, but paying rent on this commercial building and then being able to then have areas of that building <clears throat> that were being used by other people, yeah. then, then they can serve their customers and really does make a big community effort. So tell me more about community. What does it mean to you? Well, so much. And sort of the small business community as well. I'd say you've just touched on it. I think what I didn't realise coming into business from a teaching background is the support. So literally, if one of you prospers and does well, you all do. And that's why yeah. we're all like in it together. We can all support each other. One person's win is everybody's win. I'd say the 98% of the business, small businesses out there, um, we just really champion each other because yeah. it helps, it makes a difference, and literally everything does make a difference. So when, when people choose to come here for their, their evening drinks, that makes a difference to my life, actually makes a difference to my life, makes a difference to Vicky's life. And my gin pixies, it, you know, you choosing where to spend your money has a massive impact. It does, yeah. Um, for a small business. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, and people, it's amazing and super exciting. Yeah, I think people need to understand a little bit, maybe unwrap mm. a little bit about that. Like, if, if everyone has, has £100 mm. and X amount or percentage of those people spend it in local hands, that does go back into the local ecosystem. Yeah. The biggest threat that we have as a local economy is the same as a national economy, money going overseas. For us, it's money going outside of the town, yeah. you know, spending that money outside of the town, it goes to jobs and pay staff outside the town. Yeah, okay, that still serves a purpose for our country, but our local community is about mm -hmm. these independent businesses. Because I think sometimes people just think it's because it's a nice thing to do. Yeah. But it does actually help the local yeah. economy because really the person who lives opposite you in the street yeah. has benefited because maybe they work for the company or, yeah. do you know what I mean? So there's, there's lots of different, I think locally as well, we have got some challenges as, as every community has. But one thing that I would like to maybe make a bit of a call out today, and I'm calling myself out and I'm calling you out in the same manner, in the same sentence, 
is I think local business leaders do need to show up a little bit more. Do things like this, be the role models that we already are, more publicly. You know, because you're a role model here to your staff, to your customers. I'd like to think I was the same with you know, people that I deal with and the children that I coach and the local rugby team and that sort of thing. But I think um, there are other people in the community, figures of leadership maybe, but it's the same people all the time. And I think business owners need to raise their voices and join the conversation. It's not about competition, it's about joining the conversation to help what's already being done. Because those same people, eventually people just get used to them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And I think they need, we, we need to help ourselves and each other, you know? And this isn't even about ringing that bell of, you know, times being hard. I'm not actually a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of that statement because I think times have always been hard. It's just whether you wanna stay on that side or whether you wanna go, right, yes, but what's next, yeah, you know? Absolutely. I know you're, you're the same. So what advice would you give someone who maybe was thinking, you know what, it's all well and good, you know, you, you started your, your business and, your granddad's place and then you, you built it to where it is now, that's great, good for you, but what about me? Someone who's thinking, I'm stuck, I've got no choices. Mm. I've got young kids at home, you know, I've had to quit my job, I haven't got any time, what the hell am I gonna do? What advice would you give? It's really hard to give advice. I would say, I never would have believed in a million years that I could have my own business. I'm not a natural business person, whatever that means. Literally, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. There is nothing special about me. I don't mean that one. But there is nothing special about me. I have no skills, particularly. I didn't know, I didn't do any business degrees. I've got no training. Literally, drank a lot of gin, which really helps. Mm -hmm. um, Perhaps I'm just really stupid. I didn't really think it through. I just did it because I guess I had to. I had to do something and I couldn't make anything work. Anything else wouldn't work for me. So I had to do it. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. But do you once you start, the support's there. When, the sure. second you start, you find it. People come to you and help you. That's nice. It's amazing. Honestly, I can't tell you. I couldn't believe it and I still can't but it is amazing that people are there and they will help you. That's nice for somebody to know. Do you think you would have done it if you were more comfortable? Um, I, don't, I don't know, it's a good question. Like back then, if you had more of what you think you didn't have, would you still have done it? Oh, I don't know, I think Depends what I had and what I didn't know. I think I possibly would have done it anyway. Um, because you have to do something. Mm -hmm. And. But you've worked as hard then. Yeah, there wasn't so much riding on it. Um, I can't, I can't imagine really. Because I think sometimes those, those challenges that we feel. Yeah. That give us like no choice. Yeah. We have to. Um, are the vehicle towards making yeah. something special happen. Exactly. You know, I, I think the history books are absolutely full of people that have made something out of nothing because they have to. Mm. And I think those people maybe watching or listening to this that feel like they 
have to do something instead of running away from that feeling maybe lean into it yeah yeah and i'm just going to say it again the support is there yeah not not perhaps from where you think it's going to come from either okay um you don't have to pay them to money to join this group or do that um once you start it and i would not have believed that i suppose yeah. sat at home thinking shall i do this i wouldn't have believed it um but yeah every time you reach out someone's it yeah good so to wrap up then to yeah. finish with um which of these is your favorite uh, winter solstice Why? is my favourite because I love a spicy gin, love working with cloves. Um, this one you can have, um, obviously you can drink gin with whatever you like, but this one is yummy with ginger ale or with hot apple juice, which is cool. nice on a cold winter day. Um, yeah. Good. Winter solstice. It's a nice one. Uh, I think that's one of my favourite out of these four, actually, because we tried them. The gin tasting, which is amazing, I'd probably recommend it. Um, in terms of what the future holds, what would you like to achieve for you, first of all, in the next two years? Um, I want to, when people walk in the gym palace store, I don't want them to say, oh, I never knew this was here, Sandover's best kept secret. No more. I want people to be wanting to come here. This is their choice for their, because people don't go out quite as much as they used to perhaps, but I want this to be their place of choice to come. Um, to feel really looked after, really welcome, um, feel part of the community. Um, and I want to sell more gin. Love it. There you go. And what about the same question before where we would like the local community to arrive or be in two years? Um, well, I think they're on the right trajectory, definitely. Everyone's sort of um, coming together. But, but with small businesses, the, the better they do, the more they have to give back. Mm -hmm. This is a really important thing. So. I think for small businesses, they're so invested in their community, it's so important um, the support you get from your local community, that as soon as you can, you will give back, but you've got to have something to give. So that's where uh, small businesses, obviously they need to make profits for themselves to pay their bills, but literally as soon as you have something, you will try and give back to the local community, to local charities, to local events and things like that. So again, that's another reason to keep the money in, in a local environment because it, it just goes back out there. Yeah. And the point of this conversation, the point of all these conversations is that whatever your challenge is, you can transform that challenge into confidence. And confidence means to trust yourself. It is to confide in yourself. And what you've done is you have trusted yourself right from the start. I've got an idea, I'm gonna give it a go. And at various points when it's felt difficult, you've still trusted yourself to be able to do it. Or I've reached out and someone else has helped me to trust To remind you. Yeah. But you already have had many wobbles. <laughs> yeah, of course, I, I can totally relate to that. So okay, um, one last thing. If you have to go back, put your arm around that old version of you a week before you made the decision to do this, what would you say? Oh, try not to cry, firstly. Um, I guess, some really hard questions, bringing these on me, um, just to, to trust, I guess, trust in yourself and to ask for some help. You don't have to do it all by yourself because I really did think, you know, success doesn't count if I hadn't done everything myself, but it's taken me a long time to start reaching out for more professional support, I suppose. Um, 
but yeah, just keep dubbing. Great. Awesome. And drink the gin. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you very much for spending time with us here Thanks today uh, on Tea with Tommy G. Uh, we had lemon and ginger tea. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's it could gone. be better though. It could be better. Yeah, we're on the, on the lookout for some tea. Oh, there's a tea company in Adelaide. There are oh. tea companies in Adelaide, but it's quite a big one actually. Yeah. Twin. Oh, I don't know, that would be nice. Twinnings. Mm. can't think what they're called. But if you're watching, let us know. Um, thanks for, and Kate, we, we'd like to finish by asking, so the guest, you today, asking a question to anyone that's watching or listening, yeah. anyone in the local community, a question that then you answer, listener, viewer, and tag Kate and I in the answer. So, you've had a bit of time to think about it because you didn't know that this was coming. <laughs> yeah, um, really planned carefully in advance, yeah. <clears throat> what question would you like to ask our community, locally and through a podcast? Well, quite a hard one I think but what's holding you back what's my question holding what's back? stopping you what an amazing question what's holding you back so when people give their answers what's the, where's the best place for them to do that online what um, social media platform uh, we're on Facebook um, at Wessex Spirits and Instagram at Wessex Spirits or drop me an email I love emails info at wessexspirits.co.uk any of those, what's holding you back, get involved in the conversation, it'd be great to see it, and you can tag myself as well, at Tommy Gentleman, nice and easy. Thank you for spending us, uh, thank you for spending <laughs> the time with us today. Really appreciate it, love the conversation, love what you're doing here. You know that we're on board, we're championing everything that you're doing, everything that you're about. Appreciate you're doing it. some special things, and um, it's a pleasure to, to be involved in a small way. So yeah, that is everything for today's episode. We'll see you again in the next one. So I'm just writing my name on your kettle. Yeah, so like writing Chris Evans, uh, TGI Friday style, TFI Fridays, was it? Which one's the restaurant or which one's the TV show? TFI, oh, what did I TGI, TGI the restaurant. TFI Friday style, uh, sign the kettle, tea with Tommy G. Anything you want? To go with all the other celebs. Yeah, local legends start with. This is the local legends series. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, do your little two little gin cups that you always put on your emojis. Yeah, I know, but I can't draw them. <laughs> My little martini glass. It looks like a Y. I need a backup version. And stick it. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm really not going to be winning any artistic. Uh... That's great. <laughs> that, is your, that, is, that is your trademark right there. Every message is the emojis signed off like that.